0: Welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey, where we talk with people who are trying to live their most fulfilling life, which often tends to be on a much different path than it started out on, whether it was changing careers, getting laid off from a job which sparked their entrepreneurial journey, or breaking through the noise to answer their calling, all of these types of situations and more, but they wouldn't have gotten to where they're at today if they didn't get started. We talk about the why and the how of these getting started moments and the lessons learned along the way. I'm grateful to have you listening in along on this episode, so let's get it started. On this week's episode, I welcome in John Lee Dumas, who is the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, an award-winning podcast where he interviews inspiring entrepreneurs. He's done over like 3,000 episodes to date. Uh, folks like Tony Robbins and Seth Godin, Gary Vaynerchuk, Barbara Corcoran, Tim Ferriss, and many more. He's also the author of The Common Path to Uncommon Success, A 17-Step Roadmap to Financial Freedom and Fulfillment. And I'm really grateful for JLD taking some time out to share a lot of the getting started moments with Entrepreneurs on Fire, You know, some of the early roadblocks, things that he had to uh, get over to be able to make it what it is today. I hope you all enjoy this conversation, so without further ado please welcome john lee dumas jld what's going on
1: not too much puerto Rico's sun is shining our birds are singing life is good
0: that's awesome man glad to connect with you we got a little rain here in the carolinas but uh mm. it's all it good it happens <laughs> better than 95 and humid so <laughs> good to connect with you man i appreciate you taking some time out and uh chatting on the podcast here um, i know only got a little time with you so grateful for it and uh i'm gonna kind of jump in here if, uh, if we want to get started Let's get started brother. I appreciate that. Well, first off, congrats on the, uh, the launch of the book. I know that's a massive deal. Uh, you know, the common path to uncommon success. So congrats on that.
1: Thank you. It was 480 hours. It was two hours a day, eight months straight blood, sweat, tears into the 17 step roadmap to financial freedom and fulfillments, the common path to uncommon success. So it feels great, brother.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. And what I wanted to talk about, about you know, obviously you know, with, with the Just Get Started podcast, a lot of it centers around, you know, those getting started moments. How did you take the leap? How did you actually get to where you are today? Um, so I thought we could start if that's okay. You know, one of my favorite quotes from Steve Jobs, you know, says, you know, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You only can connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust they'll kind of work out and, and go in that direction. As you look back now, eight, 10 years or so, can you share a turning point that you remember? Maybe it was even before that, but something that really sparked the change in the compass to get you on this path that you are today?
1: It was just a consecutive three or four different like career uh, starts that ended up with me just being kind of unhappy and unfulfilled and kind of feeling a little lost to mm-hmm. say, you know what? something's going to change because just kind of throwing a dart at a dartboard and trying a different career path is obviously not working which is unfortunately what most people are doing what is going to work and when i asked myself that question i said well i need to start like surrounding myself with the right people and if i can't do that like in person how about i do that virtually like with books or with audiobooks or with podcasts and i started just consuming the right content you know surrounding myself with the right people learning new things understanding like what opportunities are out there besides just kind of this narrow view that i had of the world prior and it kind of led me down the path to eventually you know take the entrepreneurial leap which for me was just like out of my comfort zone because you know i was a military officer and then i was in law school and then corporate finance and that's kind of what i thought my life was going to be like that really traditional lifestyle and Ended up, you know, opening my eyes, opening my horizons by reading the right books, by surrounding myself with the right people. And here I am today.
0: Did you just do a rip the bandaid off approach or did you kind of slowly transition out of like your corporate role into, you know, starting the business? How how did it work for you?
1: Both actually, because it was, it was a slow transition of me being like, okay, I'm going to start to read the right books to surround myself with the right people that was a slow process that took place over a couple of years of just educating myself, learning what I could learn, doing the thing. And then when it came time to make the leap, it was just like, I'm all in. And that was ripping the bandaid off. And that was just like an all or nothing thing where I'm like, I've saved up some money. I've got an idea. I'm going to go all in on that idea. We'll see if it works.
0: Well, that, that was my curiosity, because when you started this all, it seemed like around 2012, I think, right, it was kind of the jump off to, to going full in on it. That's well before podcasting became really popular. So did you have a vision of where, and maybe not envisioning of getting to the point where you launched a book or anything today, but did you see a couple of years ahead of kind of where you thought you would go with it? Like how far ahead did you figure out or was it just, just screw it, I'm just going to launch a few of these things and see what happens?
1: The latter. It was honestly that Martin Luther King quote that I love is, "You don't have to see the whole staircase to take the first step." And that was me. I just took the first step, not knowing what was going to reveal itself. Step two revealed itself, but that was it. And I took step two to find out what step three was. You know, kind of going forward in in a fog. You know, it's so easy for that hindsight to be twenty twenty, but. You know, going forward, nobody knows what's gonna to happen to plan three, five, ten years out. I mean, it's just a waste of energy and time and bandwidth because you just don't know what's around the corner. So just take one step at a time.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Well, those opportunities come up too that have probably happened for you where it veers you in another direction never even thought possible. Yeah. And you know?
1: because I wasn't entrenched in some, you know, like mindset mm-hmm. I had to be doing this or that over a certain time frame. I had the ability and the agility and the flexibility to make those moves.
0: Yeah. What was your mindset on, you know, I know some folks will leave a a job or or say, I'm going to give myself X amount of time before I pull the rip cord and I'm back to maybe a corporate job or something. Did you have that idea early on of how long you were going to give yourself to see if this could work?
1: I did the math. I did the math and I looked at it and I said, you know, I've got about 18 months, like 18 months where I can give this an honest effort an honest try and it wasn't like I was going to crawl necessarily back to the corporate world. But it was like, yeah. at that point, I'll have to like figure something else out. Like, hopefully by that point, if this if this isn't working, I'll at least have an idea of trying something different. Mm.
0: Well, and one of the things I know a lot of folks struggle with, I, I did this as well, is, you know, when I started this podcast almost four years ago now, which is crazy to think about, there was about two years where I had the fear, anxiety of like putting myself out there of like, what are people going to think and all that jazz Did you go through that kind of mental hurdle in those years, maybe prior that you're building up to it? What what did the mindset like in those first, you know, maybe year or so?
1: The answer is yes. And the reason is because I am a human being, every human being that's ever walked this earth. So that means every single person that's listening to my voice right now has felt fear, dealt the imposter syndrome, you know, being scared of failing. That's what it means to be a human being. And so, you know, obviously now I'm looking back hindsight. I'm like, yeah, I felt those things as a human being. I, I drove through that. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I'm sitting here today. But it's it's obviously in the moment, it's tough. It's hard. Yeah. You know, nobody likes to invest in the stock market when it's crashing, although that's the best <laughs> time to invest in the stock market. Right. But, you know, it's, it's, it's that quote by uh, Warren Buffett that I really do uh, agree with, which is, you want to be greedy when people are fearful and fearful when people are greedy. And so like, Hey, it was, I was, I was fearful and people were scared for me going into this, but that was the time for me to really go all in because at the end of the day, what did I really have to lose? And I think that's one thing that a lot of people need to think about is your worst case scenario that you're building in your head's probably wrong. Your worst case scenario is probably a lot less scary than you're, you know, making it out to be.
0: When did you start feeling, because obviously you have folks like me that are reaching out and saying, hey, let's get you on the podcast and whatever. That wasn't like that day one. So how did you, I guess, get to a point where you're like, hey, this is clicking. Like some I got something here. Do you remember, like, was there a date? Was there, a, maybe it was a certain guest you had? Anything that clicks of when it kind of hit for you?
1: You know, I do remember actually when Gary Vaynerchuk was launching his book and his team reached out and said, hey, we've identified like your show is like a perfect show for Gary to be on because... Mm-hmm you have built an audience that he's really, you know, looking to get this book in front of, I was like, whoa, maybe I have built something of value and other people are seeing what I'm building as valuable. And that's really a cool thing where somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk, like at one point said to his team, like, Hey, get me on that kid JLD show. Like, and that was cool. So yeah, that, that that was probably one of those early moments where I was like, this is, this is clicking.
0: How did you get a lot of your early guests? Did you uh, did you just reach out cold, I'm assuming? Did you have, you know, some flux of like, I don't know, I want to say advertise, but like kind of got your name out there and folks were reaching out to you? Like how did the early days work of because you produce so many episodes, you, you know, I'm doing one a week, basically. <laughs> you were doing way more than that. So how did you get those early guests and keep it consistent?
1: Yeah, I'm doing seven days a week right now. Yeah. So we speak. So you know, for me, it was um, going to Google typing in top entrepreneur conferences of 2012, 14, 16, whatever year it was, going to the websites of those conferences, um, click on the speakers tab and seeing a list of all of these amazing entrepreneurs who are speaking at these conferences. So they were obviously considered experts in their field, had great things to share. And they were willing to, to fly cross country to speak in front of a room of maybe 45 to 450 people for 45 minutes and then stay in a hotel room for three days and then fly home. Well, they probably would be willing to wake up in the morning, grab a cup of coffee, stay, stay in their bathrobe, because my podcast is audio only, and record a little podcast, a little 25-minute conversation about their area of expertise. So it was a pretty easy sell. And that doesn't mean I got yeses from everybody, but I put in the work pitching. So my quantity was high enough where I was able to fill my um, podcast episodes and fill my bank and uh, keep that going.
0: And as my assumption, you mentioned you did a lot of research prior, you read a lot of books, you had this shift in mindset a few years prior. Was that the reason you were able to, you know, have these new ideas or thoughts of because I mean, reaching out like that, that's a creative idea, right? Not everyone has that. Where did a lot of those ideas that creativity span from? Do you think?
1: Just always listening to these podcasts, reading the books, um, you know, listening to audiobooks of, you know, reading the magazines of Fast Company Inc. And just always having these other ideas coming at me from all these different um, areas and, and directions and ideas kind of spark ideas. So I was just always thinking I was always, you know, taking this piece of this idea combining with that piece of that idea to form a different, unique, and, and, you know, not obvious idea. So again, it's just putting yourself in the right position, consuming the right contents and always looking, you know, to try something new and different and scary.
0: Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. And again, I know I have a short time with you, so I'm going to, we may end with this one. We'll see, but, I want you to look back and and maybe look back again, the last 10 or 12 years, you can go back further though, if, if, if it's relevant, but someone getting started right now, someone that's on the cusp, maybe whether they're leaving their job or not, maybe it's a hobby they want to just get out there and do, who knows, doesn't have to be anything massive. Is there something from your journey, a a life lesson? Maybe it's a quote, maybe it's something like that that really resonates with you and you think would resonate with the audience uh, to get started, get them on their, uh, the right foot.
1: This is the quote that changed everything for me. Like, it really made me realize what I was doing up to that point was the wrong way of doing things and really shifted my focus and mindset going forward to this day, which is an Albert Einstein quote try not to be a person of success, but rather a person of value. And when I read that quote, I was like, that's so obvious that I've just been chasing success and like my version of success and happiness and whatever that means and respect and money and fame and fortune. And it's gotten me really nowhere good, but what am I doing of value? How am I being a person of value? And that shifted my mindset to becoming a person of value. And Mm -hmm. it, uh, has really dictated everything I've done since.
0: I mean, that's that go-giver mentality. Go out there and try to give to the world. Try to to be kind and generous with your time and your insight. And then in turn, that potentially could lead to something, right? Bob Berg. I think that's great. I mean, I think if everyone takes that mentality, um, and again, anyone out there listening, getting started, right? If you take that mentality... You just have the opportunity to not have expectation of, I have to be, you know, it's the whole thing of like, I got to be a CEO in four years and I put the flag in the ground. Now, a lot of the decisions you're making, not that they're selfish, but they're not into your light is how do I give value to the world? And then ultimately, who knows where it leads, right? So thinking only that one step ahead, which you mentioned earlier. so
1: Yeah, one step at a time.
0: Yeah. Jody, this is great, man. I know I got, I got a minute with you left. Anything you want to say to the audience, anything particular you're excited about? I know the book's out. Anything else you'd like to share? Yeah,
1: I appreciate you allowing me to come on, have a little conversation with you. Hopefully some people in your audience found this valuable And my book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success, 17 Steps to Your Financial Freedom and Fulfillments. And if you guys like podcasts like this one here, check out Entrepreneurs on Fire and you can find out everything you need to know about me at eofire.com.
0: Jody, this is great, man. I, I've been following you for a lot of years. This is a treat for me to have you on. Um, I really appreciate what you do and what you give value uh, to the world. So thank you so much for doing that. And thanks for coming on and sharing.
1: I appreciate it, brother. Have a good right, day.
0: Take care. See See ya. <laughs> Well, I hope you all enjoyed that great interview, and thanks again for stopping by. And if you had a couple seconds before you run along on your day, if you wouldn't mind sharing this out to your audience, whatever social platform you're on, maybe leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast platform that you listen to, it would certainly mean the world to me. I've grown this thing organically over the last four years, and it just gives another opportunity for someone to listen to an episode like this or others and hopefully inspire them to get started on their journey. And feel free to connect with me online. I love meeting new people. Uh, my website might be best, brianandreco.com. Drop me a note in the contact form or connect with me on any social platform. I'm pretty much at Brian Andreco on all the major ones. So thanks again to listening in on this episode. I hope you have a great day, a phenomenal week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.